Um, it's time for the word now, and I'm ecstatic. I'm excited to share the word. I love preaching. Uh, I love being able to share God's word because I know it has the power to change people's lives. And I love this moment in the service where we open God's word, let it shape us, let it mold us. And so I'm excited for tonight. And, and I want to encourage you, you know, I might be coming to you via a video, but this isn't like a normal video that you sit back and enjoy. Church online, it's something to be a part of. So let's use our comments to be part of the word today. And maybe if you're streaming on YouTube through a TV, maybe you need to get a phone out and comment if you can. But if you're ready for the word of God today, why don't you type in the chat, I'm ready. Maybe you can put it in all caps. Maybe you can put some exclamation marks or some emojis. But if you're ready and excited for God's word, let's engage through the comments. So why don't you type that right now? I'm ready. And if you're watching on a device that you can't comment from, well then, hey, turn to the person next to you. If you're with someone, tell them I'm ready for word, the word of God. Tell your dog, tell your family. If you have a family portrait in the room somewhere, just look at someone, look at something and tell them you're ready for God's word. And hey, Maybe you don't want to comment because it feels a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe this is a bit of a weird way of doing church for you. But I want to encourage you that our God is not the God of the comfortable. He moves most when we're outside of our comfort zone. So why don't you jump in today and see what he might do in your life. But getting to the word of God, my message tonight is called, This is God's space now. If you're taking notes, write, This is God's space now. Maybe you just chuck it in the comments. This is God's space right now. And I want you to turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 28. And everyone who ever brought their phones to church to use their phone as their Bible, and now you're using it to watch church, well, maybe you need to go get a paperback. But whatever you're using today, uh, you, why don't you go get it and get Genesis chapter 28 ready as we talk about this is God's space now. Well, I want to take us back a little bit in time to cassettes and I grew up and I had a stereo that had a cassette recorder and I used to wait uh, for my favorite songs to come on the radio and I would record them. You know, Guy Sebastian I was into back then, uh, a bit of Toby Mac, but then I got a CD player and CDs were higher quality. You didn't have to rewind them. You could just press skip. That was so much better. And thus began my CD collection. I've got my first ever CD here with me today. It's Toby Mac Momentum. And uh, uh, I, I don't know what your first CD is that you ever got. Why don't you put that in the comments right now? What was your first album? Do you remember it? Put the name of it in the comments right now. But m my first album was Toby Mac Momentum. And uh, and I was so excited to have my first ever CD. And then the space on my desk where my cassettes were slowly got crowded up with CDs and eventually my cassettes moved into my cupboard and the space that was on my desk that was once for cassettes became the space for CDs now. And then eventually, you know, I converted all of my CDs. I would put them into my computer and I'd get iTunes to rip them. And I created an MP3 collection and I had a little MP3 player that I got from Wow Sight and Sound. If you remember Wow Sight and Sound, put in the comments that you remember Wow Sight and Sound. And then eventually, nowadays, I moved on from MP3s and I've got Spotify. And it's so much better. It's so much faster. I can get any song I want whenever I want. But all of these things moved aside and something else took their place. And, you know, whether it was uh, CDs or iTunes or Spotify, it took the place of what was once there. I didn't just keep it for a little bit. I didn't just keep Spotify for a bit and then go back to my iTunes. I didn't just keep my CDs for a bit and then go back to my cassettes. They kind of took the place for good. 
And we've all had things like this where we've integrated into our life something and we've left behind the old. So, you know, maybe that's moving from DVDs to Netflix. Maybe you left behind a brick phone for a touchscreen, a smartphone. And hey, if you've, got a, if you've still got a brick phone, congrats to you. You're probably still running off the same battery charge that you had a month ago. <laughs> maybe you got a new car, maybe you switched phone companies, but whatever it is, we all have things in our life where we have something new that takes the place of the old and we generally don't go back to the old. And you know, church online right now, I get to preach at you from three cameras and it is amazing. We have cameras on every angle and I get to preach at you from all of them. And we've got some great, uh, cameras that we're using and we got a new camera actually and as soon as we got the new camera the one that I'm preaching into right now uh, it replaced the old camera that I had I mean we still use it but like in terms of the main camera that I want to use this new one has taken its spot on the tripod it is that it's that's the space for it now and with the title of my message being this is God's space now I wonder if you've already figured out where I'm going with this, but there's spaces and places in our lives where I think we need to move aside what we have once had and bring God into that space. You know, this morning, Pastor Chris, he preached the message called making the most of an uncomfortable reality check and thinking about this season and the pandemic that we're in, you know, it would be wise of us to not just wish this season away, but to actually learn what we can from this season. And that's what he preached about. I encourage you to go check it out after this service if you haven't watched it. But, you know, a lot of people right now in this season of coronavirus, they're calling out to God and they never have before. A lot of people who have never prayed before are beginning to pray. A lot of people, maybe you're one of them, are finding yourself in a church service, in an online church service, and you've never been to church before. Or maybe it's just been ages. But this season is putting us in a place where we've never been before. And if that's you, I'm glad that you're here. I know God has got a message of hope for you today. But you know, there's so many changes in this season. I think it would be foolish of us to get to the end of this season and just to go back to exactly how life was before, to not begin to, you know, live a little bit differently. You know, so many of us are discovering that God is our provider in this season and it would be a shame to get out and forget that faithfulness. But you know, I really believe that this is the moment this is the season where as life begins to shuffle around, this is the moment where we declare, this is God's space now. You know, I used to be able to trust in my job or my boss to provide for me, and maybe that's fallen through, but this is God's space now. I used to be able to go and see my friends and have them encourage me, but hey, this is God's space now. I used to be able to lean on likes and the pictures that I took at cafes, but where is my encouragement now? Hey, I want to encourage you this moment, this season, this is God's space. This is a season that we don't know what's what really is going to be happening, but we do know one thing, this is God's space now. And I believe this is a key season for us to begin to bring God into the center of our life like never before. We may have had, uh, we, have, we may have many things that are, feel like they're crumbling around us and coming against us and just shattering our world. But guess what? It's actually creating space. What's being removed out of your life, it's creating space for God to do something new. And this is God's space right now. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Okay, so before I said to grab a Bible, I hope you've got it. And if you're one of those people uh, who've got your Bible now, pop it in the comments. If you had to get a paperback, 
Tell us what type of Bible you've got. Maybe you've got a second device, but it's time to get into the, into the scripture that I've prepared. And uh, let's go there. This verse I'm about to read, it's about a guy called Jacob in Genesis. And he has an encounter with God that's unforgettable to him. He just knows without a shadow of a doubt that God has spoken to him. He wasn't expecting God to come into his life at this point, but he did. And he encountered God. And this is what the verse says, Genesis 28, 17 to 19. It says, but he also was afraid. Jacob, this is after his God encounter. He was afraid and he said, what an awesome place that this is. It's none other than the house of God. This is the very gateway to heaven. And then so that very next morning, Jacob got up early and he took the stone that he rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. This is how much he loved the, the space that he was in. He had a great God experience and he wanted to set a memorial there. And very similar to what we have with our Anzacs, you know, there's something that we don't want to forget. So we set up a memorial. We set up a day in our calendar. That's what Jacob was doing. He was setting up a memorial for a significant experience that he had had with God. He set it upright as a memorial pillar. He poured oil, oil, olive oil over it and he named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. So, you know, Jacob, he realized that God was with him. And as soon as he realized the significance of the moment, he renamed that place to the house of God. It was called Luz, but he called it the house of God. And he was saying, hey, this is God's space now. And the thing I love about this moment, Jacob didn't just leave the space and say, well, God, that was a great experience. I had a great time there uh, and that was awesome. But, you know, I'll see you next time. See you next time we catch up. He, he decided that in his life right now, I'm going to create a memorial. And he wanted to say, this is God's space. But not only that, the scripture moves on to talk about what Jacob did next. And he wanted God to stick around in his life. He wasn't just labeling that time and that place saying, you know, God is here, but he wanted to bring God with him. He wanted to make God part of his every day. And so further down in verse 20, it says, then Jacob made a promise and he said, I want God to be with me and to protect me on this journey. I want him to give me food to eat and I want him to give me clothes to wear. And you know, when I journaled on that this week, I kind of thought, you know, my main thought was like, he's just asking for normal stuff. He's not trying to fight like some giant army. He's definitely not trying to withstand against some global pandemic. He's just traveling home and he's asking God for God to be with him. He's talking to God about his diet, if you will, and about his clothes. And when I see this, I realize that Jacob didn't just want God to be part of that significant moment, but he wanted God to be part of his every day. He wasn't just saying this spot is God's space now, but my life is God's space now. He didn't want God to just be the assistance to help him win the big battles, not just the supernatural help when he was out of options, but he wanted God to be the God of his normal and he chose to make God uh, he chose to bring God into more of his life and to make more of his life God's space and Jacob he actually re reaped the reward from that he stayed humble stayed faithful faith stayed gracious and as I went through my journaling the next day I began to see how God he really blessed him and that's the reward of faithfulness in the normal, about making God part of your life in the everyday, not just on a Sunday, not just in the moments of crisis, but making God part of our everyday. God blessed him. God blessed his family. 
and he had heaps of kids, which everyone, you know, considered a big blessing and he was really well off for his day. And so now it's time for you and I, for you on the other side of this screen, watching on Facebook, YouTube, however you're watching, it's time for you to see how you can make God part of your space. And, and I really believe that when we make God a part of our lives, when we begin to declare parts of our lives as being God's space, when we can replace some of our old ways with God's ways, we're going to see nothing but blessing. You know, it might, might not be an easy journey walking with God, but God will always be by our side. And so the first thought that I want you to walk away with from today is that we've got to label God's space. That's what Jacob did. He labeled God's space. The place was called Luz, but he renamed it to Bethel. He took its whatever it was originally for, and he said, no, no, it's not for that. This is now God's space. And so many of us, we've got labels on areas of our lives. We actually love to use labels. You know, Saturdays are for the boys. I've heard that one a couple of times. And, uh, you know, that's just saying this space in my life, that's for the boys. You know, maybe it's a TV show, 7.30, Wednesday nights. That's when I watch I don't know, maths, that's when I watch Survivor, that's when I watch Gogglebox, whatever it is. Maybe you have Taco Tuesdays or Wing Wednesdays, whatever it is. If you have a cool food tradition, comment it below. I, there's probably some weird ones, but uh, you know, let's share. But we have labels for areas of our lives and uh, right now some of that stuff is disappearing. We can't wake up and, and go and sit at a coffee shop. Maybe that was your tradition. You, you reserved the mornings for going to a coffee shop and you can't do that anymore. We have spaces in our lives that are opening up right now that are becoming uninhabited. And of course, there's so many things that we could fill it with. We could fill it with more sleep. We could fill it with uh, Netflix or streaming services. But I think right now, let's all decide that this is God's space now. Whatever time we reclaim, whatever spaces open up, declare it as God's space. Maybe you spend 15 minutes, uh, maybe you used to spend 15 minutes traveling to and from work and now you don't have uh, that commute to work because you're working from home. Well, don't use that time to sleep in. Declare it as God's space. Maybe you can use it to worship, to just sit, listen to one or two songs, close your eyes and just become aware of what God wants to do in your life that day. Maybe you normally have a person at your work who you talk to about what's going on in your life and they make you really feel comforted, but you don't have that person anymore because maybe you're working from home, they are, whatever it is. Why don't you declare this as God's space now and choose, hey, I don't have that person, but I've got God. What a great time to begin to invest into your prayer life and to begin to share with God and praying to a God who actually cares about you and about your needs and about your situations. Maybe you normally spend your lunch breaks chatting to your friends in the break room and you just don't have that space anymore. Well, why don't you declare this as God's space? What a great time to pick up a journaling habit. And we all know that routines and habits are really important uh, in times like this. What a great time to pick up a journaling habit. Maybe you watch heaps of TV and you've run out of shows to watch because you've just been at home so much. Why don't you declare your extra time as God's space? Say, this is God's space now and begin to watch maybe some old messages in the church archive or go onto YouTube and check out the Bible project and increase your, uh, increase what you know about God and about the Bible. But I want to encourage all of us to bring God into our everyday life. Now is the perfect time as we find ourselves with so many things shuffling around. And I can't tell you what's going to work for you. And that's why this question that I want to ask you 
is really, really important. And so I want you to think about this right now. Where in your life is there uninhabited space? Where has space opened up in your life? And where have you found yourself with extra time? That could be a good place for you to begin to declare, this is God's space. And maybe you need to ask yourself this question. Is there space in my life that I need to redeem? You know, maybe you know that you sleep in too long. Maybe you know that you spend too much time playing games on your phone. Maybe there's a space in your life somewhere where you know, you know what? I could give this to God and say, this is God's space now. Another important question. Have you lost so much space in your world? Because maybe this is you. You've lost space so that there's none left for God. You know, Due to us moving to church online, my world actually got a whole lot busier. And so I actually lost a lot of the spaces in my life and it threatened to push journaling out. I was even saying to my life group boys, man, I'm, I'm just really struggling to journal with so much on right now. But I had to choose to reclaim part of my life and say, this is God's space now. And, uh, and I'm just loving journaling at the moment. This whole message is out of my journaling. And I just know that God wants to speak to us through our journaling. So I really want to encourage you if you don't have space in your life, why don't you redeem some? Take it away from something else and declare, this is God's space now. Because hey, Jacob, he saw great blessing in his life because he made space for God. And when Laban, his father-in-law, made him work for seven years to get a wife, and then his pay got changed constantly again and again, and he was treated badly, whatever he was facing, Jacob always made sure that there was space in his life for God, and God blessed him. And I hope this is encouraging, but seriously, I do believe that God wants to bless you, that God wants to be a part of your life, not just for the highs and for the lows, but he wants to be with you every day. So let's choose to create and to label space as God's space, not just Sunday, but every day. Before we finish, I just want to get you also to rethink your space, rethink the world that you're in right now, because, you know, coronavirus has showed us really how much we can achieve from our own homes and caused us to rethink our space. A little while ago, uh, I stayed over at Dave Payton's house and I didn't have a license at the time and I didn't want to bother anyone for a lift home. So I just decided I'd sleep over and there were a few other people sleeping over, but there were no more beds and couches left for me. And so actually uh, I slept on the tiles and, uh, you need to comment right now if you've ever slept on the floor before because it is so uncomfortable. If you've ever done it, put it in the comments. Was it tiles? Was it hardwood? Was it on the grass outside? Man, I, I was sleeping on tiles and put my hip out and I was so uncomfortable and I couldn't think of anything else except for how uncomfortable I was in that moment. And you know, I slept on tiles and it was definitely not even a one-star experience. But Jacob in this story, when he encountered God, he was actually sleeping on a stone. Genesis 28 says, when he came to the pl that place, he spent the night there because the sun had set. So he wasn't even intending to sleep there, but he had to because the sun set. So he was like, all right, I guess I have to sleep here. So he found a stone and he laid his head on it to go to sleep. You know, his circumstance forced him to sleep right there and the sun had set. But what I love is that God showed up even in a place where Jacob didn't plan for it. He showed up even in an uncomfortable space. 
And you know, right now I'm really missing the ability to go to church and to be with everyone and to turn worship up really, really loud because I'm tone deaf and I need to hear the worship leaders. I don't need to hear my voice. Shout out to uh, everyone who's tone deaf. But you know, I wish we could have the comfy chairs and the coffee and being together. But you know what? If God could show up for Jacob in a circumstance where he wasn't even planning to be, in a place as uncomfortable as having a stone for a pillow, then I know that God can show up in spaces in our lives that we aren't finding too comfortable. A lot of us are finding ourselves in uncomfortable situations right now because we're restricted. We can't go out as much as we could. But Haley, I want to encourage you. It doesn't mean that God can't show up just because church doesn't look like how it used to look. doesn't mean that God can't show up in your life. And I'm so glad that you've tuned into church today. God wants to speak to you now. I really believe it. But don't discount the other moments in your life because God wants to speak to you then also. And if God can show up to Jacob when he's sleeping on a stone, then God can show up to you. He can show up to you when you're cooped up in your house with a bunch of kids. He can show up for you when you're stopped at a traffic light. He can show up to you in your morning run, when you're clipping your toenails, when you're pouring the milk and it runs out before you're finished trying to get your cereal, when you're putting the washing out. Just because it's an uncomfortable situation doesn't mean that God can't speak to you right now. And just because church doesn't look like normal, just because life group doesn't look like normal, doesn't mean God can't speak to you. Some of us have really struggled to connect with God in the last season. I know, like I said before, I really did with my journaling, but I want to encourage you that God can still show up to you, even in an uncomfortable situation. God can show up in the parts of your life that you don't even expect. And you might find yourself in a situation that you don't like right now. But no matter what it is, don't wait for life to return to normal for you to be, you know, begin to encounter God again. Choose to open up your heart and declare the space that you're in right now as God's space. Say, this is God's space now. I want to encourage us to go into our weeks realizing that God can move in any space we inhabit going in with open minds, looking at the spaces that are, that are opening up in our world and, and things that are being shuffled around and actually beginning to declare, this is God's space now. I believe that God wants to be a part of your life. I believe that God doesn't want to just help you in the midst of a crisis, but he wants to have a permanent place in your life, to be with you every day and to do life with you. And maybe you've never really had space in your life for God before. Maybe you've known about God but you've not ever chosen to actively involve God in your life. You know, I love that what Jesus has done for us removes anything that could ever have held us up back from God. And right now we have a moment where we can decide to write God into our story and choose to actively involve God in our life. Maybe you've never done that, or maybe you have before, but he hasn't been actively involved. You have a moment right now where you can choose to bring back God into the center. And if you'd like to do that, then I'd love to pray with you. And I I want you to consider praying with me and tonight and inviting God into your life as well. And so if that's you, I wonder if you'd pray this with me. Um, Dear Jesus, I open my heart to you. I declare that my life, this is God's space now. Help me to follow you and help me to actively involve you in my life. Amen. And if you just prayed that prayer with me just then, hey, a big congratulations to, to you. 
Uh, I'm really excited for you. I'm always so excited whenever someone chooses to bring God into the center of their life. And I know that was a simple prayer, but really that's all that God's looking for. Simple faith. And uh, one of our online hosts is about to comment in the stream and ask if you decided to follow Jesus. And I just wonder, would you do something for me? And would you like that comment? Just let them know that you made that decision. And uh, maybe you didn't make that decision, but you're interested and you want to know more about God. Hey, we want to connect with you. We want to help you out. So just like that comment or even comment right now. I've decided to follow Jesus and uh, we want to get in touch with you and help you as much as we can. Well, I'm going to hand back to James and He'll tell you a little bit more. He'll give you a bit more information about uh, following Jesus. But I want to encourage us all. Let's declare over our lives and over our hearts and over the, the spaces that have become uninhabited that this is God's space now. Hey, God is good. He wants to speak into your life. He wants to do life with you. So let's live life this week with him at the center, creating space for him. Amen. Thanks, James.